podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. I'm Jesper Young. I'm Henry Larson. I am Francisco Segundolo. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Feels like it's been an age since we've even done a podcast. Lots of stuff has been happening, though, away from the podcast. Obviously, I've got this one on because England will be playing later this evening against Senegal in the second round of the World Cup. So we'll be cheering them on later. But here we're talking about the reactions to the 2022 predictions that we did at this time last year and we were pretty outrageous with some of our claims we thought that we were smart we were like oh this person's gonna get in the top 10 they're gonna finish here there were some real standout performances though and some people didn't make it into the top 10 and we're gonna speak about those aren't we JJ yeah exactly that we've just been watching part of the video we did last year and I must admit it's rather funny uh, us talking about the journey of the podcast and how our targets 25k subs um, we look very different as well a year ago I feel like you look better if anything I think I think you've slimmed down somehow I look probably the same if not even a bit worse I've just aged slightly weathered <laughs> yeah a bit more weathered a bit more podcast weathered I feel our tennis knowledge is better than ever though there's not much now what goes for either of us two when it comes to tennis we know pretty much most players on the tour, even the new ones coming through. When it comes to doing the predictions, though, of course, it is extremely difficult. And last year's predictions, of course, the I, the historic one was Sophia Kenin, world number one for Ben, <laughs> one I'll never, ever forget. Has he done anything worse than Sophia Kenin, world number one? We'll have to wait and find out. The difference this year is last year I did the PowerPoint. So I was in the know. I had a little idea what I was going to say on this episode. This one, Ben's done the whole PowerPoint. He's seen all the stats. So he's he's got a little bit more of an advantage coming into this episode. And maybe he's prepared a few funny things for me. I'm not sure. I don't know. But yeah, I'm always being pulled up on this Sophia Kennan thing. It was a disastrous world number one pick from me. I'm always quick to remind JG that he had Naomi Osaka as his world number one. And she finished below or around the same mark as Sophia Kennan. So... We'll keep on with this one. We'd, maybe those two will be back at number one at the end of next year. Who knows? We'll find it. We'll do our actual predictions for next year. That'll be coming up, say, in about a week's time, something like that. We'll be going through who we think is going to be our top 10 for 2023. But this is just looking at last year's predictions and having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's not going to be much glory. That's for sure, no. mate. I think it's important to have a good laugh because it's difficult to get all the predictions right. I think there is a few good ones in there, but let's wait and see. Uh, just shout out to everyone in the live chat. We've got Kathy in. Good morning to you. We've got good Gene. Morning. He's looking forward to this episode. Almino's in. Gary's in. I think this is the first one for Gary. I don't, I don't remember him here last year. I think he joined us in Australia. So the start of 2022. Yep. And he's saying, gentlemen, anxious for a few laughs this morning. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can guarantee them because they're not great, some of these predictions. And oh. Bob Man's in saying, good to see you. Yeah, hey. it's been a while. Ray's in as well. A lot of our members, we've not seen you guys for some time. Of course, we had the tour finals. Me and Ben have been watching quite a bit of football, actually, the World Cup. We have been doing a few little bits for the podcast. We've got a QA and a we're going to be doing very soon. We also had the Christmas song, so go check that if you haven't seen it already. 12 Days of Christmas, produced by Ben over there, GTL Ben. And yeah, let's get into this one because we're going to start off with, I believe, it's not the fun now, is it, from last year, but I think this is how we started off. I've definitely slimmed down, haven't I? I mean, you can see my face I mean, looks noticeably fatter in that I, picture. You look very I? different. I look, <laughs> I know what I look <laughs> like. I look What's pretty much the same, I guess. Wow, it must be the beer yeah, diet. You just look that I'm fat. On. Yeah, well, you if you fatter. go back, if anyone wants to go back and watch the uh, Karatsev interview, I don't know what happened. My face is like a moon or something. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like, it was like a balloon face. I, don't I think know. that was during lockdown, though. It wasn't really going out, and you was just you were certainly drinking every night. 
without yeah. doing any exercise at all. And even just... just getting up and going to work, I'm sure that does burn some kind of calories. Yeah, and just getting out of we, bed, getting out, we've been playing doing more things. tennis as well. So that's all yeah. that's helped a lot. I've been enjoying playing or getting back on the court. So obviously a bit too cold for that at the minute, but I still wouldn't turn down one if the sun comes out, even despite the cold at the minute. So yeah, we've got Shadis in saying Ben and JJ, who do you like more? Messi or Ronaldo? It's got to be Messi. Look what he did Ronaldo. the other night. It was a touch of class. Ben on the Ronaldo side. Of course, we disagree on everything, so disagree <laughs> <laughs> on that as well. But let's get going. And, well, seeing as you did the PowerPoint, does it start with the top 10 of the men's? It does, yeah. It does start with the top 10 of the men's. And uh, are you going to be flicking through? Do you want me to do it? I don't mind. I'll let you flick through. But before we flick through, I'm going to try and make a few guesses because I know you've looked at it, so it doesn't make sense. But for me, the one I remember is I had Nadal higher than you. We both had Medvedev number one. (laughs) I think we both had Alcaz in the top 10. And then I feel I went a bit too mad on Berrettini. But that's my <laughs> memories of the top 10. Well, Is that about right? right. Uh, you're sort of, yeah, in, there or thereabouts. And there's obviously been some other surprises coming into the top 10 of being Felix, being one of the main ones. We didn't see that one coming. And... Let's have a look. So this is how we're doing it. And as you can see on the screen here, this is showing the actual rankings on the left-hand side. This is showing JG's prediction, my prediction. And then the number next to it is how many places off we were for each of those individuals that we picked. So you can see here, number one is Alcalaz. Neither of us had that, but we both had him there at number 10, JG. So I think we should be proud that we... Saw it coming, but I don't know. We didn't go big enough. I'm quite happy with mine, just looking at this now. I think you can make a good case that mine's better than yours, but we'll get on to that in a second. So we've got... We've got... <laughs> but for the audio right. listeners listening, anyway, the actual rankings were this. Ali Kadaz, number one. Nadal, number two. Rude, three. Sissipas, four. Djokovic, five, which is crazy. Felix in sixth. Medvedev 7th, Rublev 8th, Fritz 9th, and Hercatch 10th. So that was the actual predictions. We could confirm that Ben actually got two spot on. He got Sissipas in 4 and Rublev in 8. But let's go up from the top downwards. So we spoke about that. We both went Medvedev number 1. I know why I did it. And listen, Medvedev had a chance to be number 1 because he was number 1 for a good spell of it. If he did better at the US Open in Paris in the ATP Finals, that could have been a whole different debate. Usually, mm. he's the best player at the back end of the year. The back end of 2022, he wasn't the best player. And no. it was a bit bizarre. Like He just kind of fell off. And I know he's recently become a father. Uh, there's been obviously a few different things at the start of the year in Australia where he sort of fell out of love for the sport um, after losing that final to Rafael Nadal. I think it's been a very difficult year for Medvedev. I believe he only oh. won one title. And it was a very small one. So you could probably say it was a bad year for him. And... He, I don't think it's the worst prediction in the world. I think we can beat ourselves up for putting Medvedev number one. I think that he had a real tough time finally when he finally got to number one. All the stuff going on in like Russia, Ukraine, all that type of stuff. It was probably the worst time for a, a Russian to become world number one, to be honest. So I feel bad for him that it would happen in such a year. It's something that he probably would have wanted to look back on fondly, thinking, oh, I finally made it to the top. But it wasn't really celebrated at all and no one really celebrated his being world number one other than probably him and probably people around him oh fellow russians which is really sad because we all know that while great character he is lovely uh person to have on the tour brings something different a little bit controversial here and there throws in the funny little uh phrases and in arguments like the small cat thing <laughs> it's called in the umpire but that's why i like him he always can give Djokovic an amazing match as well we've seen it again recently twice so i, I think he's he's gonna be like sealed in there in that i'd say top five i'd always like to see him in top i think seven is not where he should be to be honest i feel that that's not really doing him justice i feel like he should be top five Minimum, really, Medvedev. Well, definitely. I think he's top three, um, always, in my opinion. Just he's not played well enough this year. No. Moving to number two, I find this surprising. I don't remember doing this, but I put Djokovic higher in my estimation than you did. 
Yeah. So maybe you knew something that I didn't regarding Djokovic not being able to play so many events because if he would have been given the points and been able to play, then you'd have to have thought that probably he would have been number one. Uh, so I'm yeah. surprised you went number three, but that's what you did. You actually did better, better than me because he wasn't able to get all them points at the Wimbledon and the other events. He actually finished fifth, which means yeah. you was closer on Djokovic. On Nadal, though, of course, of course, I was always going to beat you predicting Rafael Nadal. <laughs> I was only one away. In fact, I understated Rafael Nadal's efforts. I should have put him number two. Instead, I put him three. And look at you. Total dis- <laughs> disrespect for Rafael Nadal. Some would say the greatest player to ever play the game. You put him below Andre Rublev. I mean, it's just not good enough, Ben. You put Sinner in fifth. Can I fight my cause on this side? No, remember what you're going to say. You're going to say, what? oh, he had all these injuries. He had he's this on and that. crutches in, in November. Stop, stop writing him off. Can you just put a little bit more respect on Rafa's name? No. I had, I had I'm glad you. I'm glad you, you got a differential of seven there. I, mean, I wish it was higher because it's not good enough from you. I Zverev I had as my number two, though. And if he didn't have the injury, who knows what could have been? And you've got Zverev at four there. I think Zverev could have had a potentially groundbreaking year if he didn't get that injury against Rafa. If he'd have beaten Rafa in that match, that would have possibly been the catalyst to become... Who knows? Maybe double Grand Slam champion this year. We just don't, we'll never know. I think it could have been a big if year for Zverev. Maybes, but I agree. Yeah. I think Zverev was looking good in Paris at Roland Garros. That was probably one of the best matches of the year. And I know it ended early, but some of the tennis we got to see yeah. in a semi final of a Grand Slam, remarkable. Was it a semi or was it caught? I think it was semi. I can't remember. I think and it, it was, was just yeah. so good. And Zverev, I'm hoping he is fit because I think he has the, the level to match all of the top. And when I say that, I'm talking the Dow, Djokovic, you can throw Alcaraz in there and Medvedev. You put Zverev in there. He is like the fifth missing part. Who who can beat all of them? He can beat yeah. Djokovic when Djokovic is playing well. He can beat Rafa on clay. He's shown that he can, he can beat everyone. If he gets his head together and his serves are looking all right and he doesn't bottle all the big moments, which we know he's done in the past, Zverev, on paper can beat all of them. So I'm hoping he's fit because it makes it a lot more exciting because you want to see the best players competing. Him in a Grand Slam always makes it a lot more interesting. I think he's exciting at the French Open as well. He really proved himself uh, on... I know he was a good clay court player, but that really showed that he could mix it with Rafa as well. And Rafa was struggling to hang with some of those huge backhands he was hitting cross court. He was hitting big. He was serving big. I'm excited to see if he can bring that back to Roland Garros again. We'll have to wait and see. We know that he's supposed to come back from injury. He was talking about doing it during an exhibition. I don't think he should do that. I think if it's not per- like perfectly healed, don't come back just yet. Give it a little bit longer. I'd love to see him in Australia, though, because he can always be a threat on, yeah. uh, on hardcore. I know Gary's saying he's looking forward to our 2023 predictions. So one thing for yeah. sure, I've never in a million years have done better than any of Jen or J- Ben or JG's. Looking forward to 23. Well, Gary, you'll have to play along at home uh, as yeah. well. We encourage everyone when we do our, vi- our video to post it in the comment section below because we will be reading them out just to see how other people did as well. So it's always interesting. And once you put it in our comment section, it's documented for good. So if you want to play along at home, feel free to do so. And we'll probably be doing that episode maybe next sometime next week I'm not sure the exact date it will be an evening next week sometime and yeah i think that's always a really fun one to do we do it the same layout as this and hopefully we can get a little bit closer but all in all the men's one's not too bad let's just move down to sister pass for me he is always just middle of the range he's always going to be around that sort of he's in, he's always going to be in the top 10 he's never <laughs> going to be at the top three and he's not going to be down the bottom of the thing so he's always going to be either four five six or seven in my opinion and I'm not sure if Sister Pass has enough to just go up a gear to that next group. Um, but you did well getting him in four. I was fifth. I'll probably do similar next year. Sinner, disappointing for Sinner. You went yeah. higher than me. Didn't make the top 10. And he made it in the year but prior. He got in 10th. So he's, if anything, deteriorated from last year. Yeah, I'd say if you included, if Wimbledon had points, then I think you'd see Sinner probably 
higher in the rankings. That's the only problem. Bit of skewed with the whole rankings this year. I think Sinner maybe wouldn't have been top five. I don't know. Maybe he would have been around about a seventh or something like that or an eighth. But I still think he would have got there with the additional points. But everyone's in the same boat. He still didn't perform well enough for the rest of the year. I don't think it was a great year for Yannick Sinner, uh, if I'm perfectly honest. I think it was some good spells uh, and he looked better in Grand Slam. I think that that was the main takeaway for Sinner this year. Actually looked better in Grand Slams than I think he's looked in previous years. So despite less tour titles won, actually starting to play better on the bigger stage. So maybe that's something to take into consideration when doing those picks uh, for Grand Slam winners maybe next year. Yeah, agreed. Berrettini, that's a mistake. Um, oh, we're just, just, just skipping over that one, are we? Is this a, just Italian love coming through? Just throwing Berrettini in there? I mean, Wimbledon points, he might have done a little bit more. He lost them. I think that's a bit unfair. He would have, I think it would have been, he would have been inside the top 10 if he was able to give the Wimbledon points. He didn't play points, Wimbledon, so. did he? He, was, uh, well, he COVID, did, he pulled he? out with COVID. Yeah. He got to the quarters and Rafa had a, had a walk over, didn't he? I didn't think he even played the whole anything. Any of no, it, I don't think he I did. Think he started, I think he pulled out, yeah, which yeah, was a shame so... for him. But he lost out on all them points from getting to the final prior and not being able to defend him. Um, so yeah, Sad. I think that that kind of screwed him over. Casper Rude, you went a little bit better than me. It's so a fair play to you, but we're still a bit off the mark. Her catch, I was quite close. I thought he would creep the top ten, and he did. Yeah. And I think that was the real. That, that's what saved it, and that is why basically <laughs> to get to the bottom because we've both got Alcaraz in ten. We thought that was quite bold putting him in. He ended up bold number one, which Man. is insane. Uh, but we've basically got a tie for our predictions: fifty-two differential to a fifty-two differential. So do I get but it? I can, on... This is my argument. I think mine's better than yours. Oh come on! We'll got... Pass it to the jury. I think. Go on, fight your cause. No, this is the way I think. So I think when you look at numbers and, and number sets. I have studied statistics and there's different ways you can look at numbers. If you're looking at the range of a data set, my range is lower than yours. So I've got, I've only ever, I've only ever got from one to nine. You've got one to 10. You've got three nines in there. Yeah, but you've got the tens. I mean, them tens, they, they just, stink, yeah, but mate. I think the, the way the it goes, it's, it's going to, it's going to, it's like world cup groups. If you've got the same amount of points, then we go to the next thing and, I've got two correct picks in there, and surely that has to be the next differential well, when you're deciding. Alvino going, Ben got two correct ones. I'm going for the range debate, but we're pretty well, close regardless in of me. that. Well, I think you're the only one on your side of that one, but if anyone uh, agrees with JG, throw it in the live chat. I don't know if there's going to be many people. They're gonna. I'm going to need the win, I feel, on this one. Oh, you can't. You can't <laughs> feel like you win this one. I, I'm going to take anything I can get, because when you bring out how many correct draw preview things that we're going to go through i'm not on this one but in another podcast i'm going to be yep. lapping this one up i think raise Needing going it. draw 52 oh. 52 is a draw listen i'm happy to settle for a draw on this one right. but gary yeah, also mind. thinks you as well so let's move on because it's a very close one this one i think i think i had a little peek before we went on live oh, i think i no. win this one so let's get on to it it's the wta top 10 rankings <laughs> And my <laughs> memories of this one is this. Ben went with Paola Badoza, world number one, and he went for Muguruza, number two. For me, that's terrible. That's it's a really, wrong. really, and wrong really as well. poor prediction. So you didn't have wrong. Where was Muguruza then? I never, she was your world number one. I remember that because we've was been she speaking about... Was she in your top about, 10, Muguruza? She definitely was in the top 10, but I remember she was the main world number one of recency bias. We both went recency bias, I remember, on our world number ones. I had Indian Wells champion. You had world tour finals champion. And guess how they both did? Yeah, Terrible. It was, listen, there's some poor ones on here. Let's go through it. So, <laughs> oh, but our team is number So you had Muguruza free. My bad. So this was the actual rankings for 2022. We had Eager, of course, number one. Ons Jabur, two. Pegula, three. Garcia, four. That was a big surprise. Sabalenka in fifth. Sakri in sixth. Coco Goff in seventh. Kasadkina, eighth. Kudametova, ninth. And Halep, tenth. So this is where it gets very, very interesting. Let's have a little look to see 
what Ben went with, I'm, we're going to start with his because I find them quite interesting. He went for Badoza, world number one. She finished 13th. She went for Barty, number two, who retired. Went for Mugurusa, number three, who finished, what, 56th, I believe. Contavit, number four, finished 17th. Sakri, fifth, finished sixth or fourth, one of the two. Uh, Eager, uh, you went... Oh, you went, you went higher than me. Oh, no, you didn't. You went Eager, no, sixth. Saba, seventh. Pliskova, no. eighth. We went Pliskova inside the top no. ten. Never and this again. has got to be the one <laughs> we all need to talk about because we've got a new Sophia Kenin and she goes by the name Elina Svitolina. He right. then put her inside the top ten. She finished... 239th then because she had a child so i don't think we're gonna be uh, attacking Svitolina too much for this one she didn't play a lot of the year so i think that one was a bit i've got a bit unfortunate there the towson one is probably one you can attack me for a bit more though i have to say i mean towson inside the top 10 she finished 130th then didn't live up to it did she i mean i took a punt didn't work, unfortunately. She slid, I don't know if she slid further down than she went up, to be honest. She didn't have a good year at all, Towson. Very, Gina's very disappointed. Pliskovas, Vitalina and Towson in the top yeah. 10. I mean, the Svitolina one, I'm going to sort of let myself off with because I feel that she she could have done better, but there was other stuff going on off the court. Towson one, though, I don't know. Hope I bet you if I don't put her in the top 10 next year, she'll probably make it now. But there's a lot of other top, top young players coming through. So will Towson now get lost in the mix coming into 2023? That's my fear for her. Um, well, I, I don't well, think we've spoke about the worst thing out of all of this. Pliskova. And I don't know how you can defend no. <laughs> yourself. <laughs> I don't know how you can defend yourself. And I'm shocked you did it. You didn't even have Ons Jabur in your top 10. I know. Ons Jabur did not expect... make your top 10. Who did I? I had Pliskova in there instead of Jabur. I mean, it's terrible, really. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to say it. If Jabur's watching, which I doubt that she is, then I apologise. You spoke to Ons Ons... as well. Yeah, a couple of times as well. And you kept saying how oh, she's such a nice player. She almost finished world number one. She almost won a Grand Slam or two Twice. this year. <laughs> I know. You put her outside your top ten. I know. For any very... consolidation, was she eleventh in your estimation? Most definitely, she was there or thereabouts. <laughs> I got Patrick sure. in saying Pliskova. Oh my <laughs> god, then I know. Never again. I'll be following a uh, JG on uh, the Pliskova bandwagon. I think from now on, she won't be. We've got uh... PC in saying recency bias. Most guys will predict Rune and Felix to finish top five this year based on their performance indoors. I'm not going to make Ooh. that mistake. I can assure you of that. And if you want to find out what our predictions are, please join us live in about a week's time because we will be doing this exact same, same thing again. And I'm, I can almost guarantee I am going to have under 100 differential for the women's. And my differential for the men's is going to crack 25. Nice. I mean, the women's target. So under 100 tough. for the women <laughs> and under 25 for the men. And I believe I'm going to be able to get that. You can clip this part oh. as well if you want. Well, okay. I think if you can I'll... crack 400 next year, that would be great on the women. We both... We... <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pick everybody I pick has a baby next year. That's what I'm gonna if I can pick a few more. That's the one thing that you that you never know on the women's side. There's it's that uh one thing which you don't have the same thing on the men's side. There is always the potential that they could have a child. So you just have to throw that, maybe take some age into it because then you think when some women get to a certain age, they may be thinking about having a child. And when they're younger in their careers, they might not be so much. You don't know. So Svitolina, obviously, she's, well, around 30, I believe. So possible. Right. Gary's defending I wanted... you here, saying I wouldn't have put Jabur in the top 10 either a year ago. I thought she had already oh, peaked. Oh, Gary. Wow. you're. I'm, a... glad, I'm glad Gary is because I cannot predict, I cannot defend you at all. Just dropping himself in there, really. The top 10. You're dropping yourself in it there a bit, Gary. I mean, I appreciate the support, but we're as bad as each other, really. I want to speak about some of the other people in there. One we we both didn't get was Coco Goff, which uh, obviously we didn't get Kasatkina, didn't get Kudametova, or 
Simona Halep and Opagula or Garcia. Yeah, I mean, so he didn't really get any of them, to be honest. So <laughs> Sabalenka, do you think Sabalenka is the female Tsitsipas at the moment? I got four out of the ten, by the way. It's not bad, I guess, considering <laughs> who there, who's there. I think you, <laughs> considering... you got three. I mean, three out of year, ten. <laughs> next year, I will get six or more. There you go. I'm just trying to get under. What did I say? Under fifty. No, under a hundred. Under hundred. Yeah, under a hundred. It's still tricky. <laughs> under fifty is a real tough one. Well, I don't know. I feel like I can do better. I think I can do a lot better than this. My men's one's not bad. This one's a bit poor. Of course, the Muguruza one's shocking. And I put my hands. That's a really bad prediction. I got that one wrong. Could but then I didn't know she was going to go traveling the world. I mean, I thought she'd be a bit more interested <laughs> in tennis. <laughs> what is she up to? Um, Krajcikova not into the top 10. She was in 21st, um, fell off and then came back a bit at the end of the year. She didn't really so... play though. And I feel that's not, I'm not, that's not I a bad doubles one. Enough. She, she, she can actually be top 10 next year. She's a good player. Krajcikova. She may well be. Uh, Fernandez still didn't really, I, we thought she might kick on. I was even tempted to put her as 10 as well. I think we had an argument about off stream. About putting her I'm in glad ten. I had Fernandez anyway over Towson. Out the two well, young guns. I've got another young gun anyway. I'm going big on this year. I think you know who it is. You're, you're going to be trying to steal her for sure. Mm, I'm she might sure have been my number one. I think there's going to be a lot of young people in my top 10. That's all I'm going to say. So it's going to be interesting next year. I think we're seeing a like a change. We've seen how much it changed like dramatically this year. I think we're going to see another dramatic change at the end of next year on the women's. There may be a couple of people who managed to hang on in there, but I think the rest are a fair game. So we could be seeing maybe seven new people, maybe eight new uh, people. We're going to see new faces, I agree. And um, an interesting one in here from Almina. And I had Halep at nine, kind of happy with that, but the rest is terrible. Yeah, that's a good pick, Halep at nine. Fair play, yeah. Almino. And Patrick's in saying, we <laughs> must give Ben negative points for Piscova and Badoza. Sorry. I've got um, many negative points. <laughs> I think we can agree I beat you on the women's predictions. It's just. I mean, if you take off 9 and 10, I was on 130. So I was quite close. But still, I hoped if I'd have swapped them for two others, they might have done just as bad. So you never know, do you? This is the problem. I probably have Radu Kanu in there. And where's she? She was. She'd done better than Svitolina. <laughs> would have should have probably put her in. <laughs> yeah, never Fernandez mind. on the whole as well. She didn't kick on like I thought she would. No. Uh, but anyway, that concludes the women's. Next up, we're going to be looking at men's Grand Slam predictions. So we did oh, predict God. the four Grand Slams and who was going to win for the men and the women. Of course, this was before a tennis ball was hit. So we did it in December of last year. We didn't have really any idea how who was going to start the season, who was injured at the start or we knew what was going to really happen. The World Tour Finals is what we knew. So that yeah. was one big thing. Um and we it's like picking it now, basically, for next year. We're going to be doing that exact same thing. And let's see how close we get. So this is what happened. So we started the year in Australia. And the greatest player to ever play the sport in Rafael Nadal was able to claim it in Australia, beating Daniel Medvedev in the final. It was a classic. Uh, we can't beat ourselves up too much. Neither of us had Rafael. We both had Medvedev. He did make the final. And he looked very yeah. good in that final. And... Listen, let's be honest, I it. definitely <laughs> gave up during that final, thinking Medvedev had won, and I was very downhearted about it, the whole thing. And he ended up, Rafa, coming back from an impossible situation. So I don't think this is a bad prediction. And of course, if, if I'm going to be wrong about anything, it's going to be, I'm, I'm happy to take Rafa winning at Grand Slam and me be wrong. I'll do it exactly. every week. And the one, even despite not knowing that Djokovic wouldn't even be there, we both still had that. That we were doing this based upon Djokovic playing the Australian Open as well, it should be noted. We didn't know about the whole not being allowed in or any of the time or any of the tournaments he wouldn't be playing. So this is this is what I want to just re-emphasize. Before Djokovic was not allowed in, I didn't think he was going to win the Australian Open. If he was in the draw, I wouldn't have picked him to win it. I'd most likely gone Medvedev. That's what we both did. We both I didn't. Well, we as saw a... before, listen to this, before when the bracket came out and I saw the draw, I went with Rafael Nadal to win the Australian <laughs> Open. 
And people can go on the draw previews. I called Rafael Nadal to win the Australian Open before a ball was hit. This was obviously done the year, uh, a few months prior. But one month after we did this video, I changed my mind to Rafa before a ball was hit. And you can verify that. You did. I got. I did the preview for the final. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it well. It was a uh, very, very interesting because Let's obviously we, we we both had Medvedev as our year end number one. We were predicting so that was why we both went straight in with a big medvedev performance at the australian open i think that that was we've stamped our ground trying to secure him that world number one spot and well rafa just completely turned it on its head didn't he i mean probably i'd say probably the greatest thing i've watched in tennis i have to say like i don't think it's I've watched a lot of crazy things. and It's up there with the Djokovic 40-15 against Federer, like for sure. I mean, that one was up there as well. And the Rafa Federer one at Wimbledon. But for drama and how delirious I was from lack of sleep, it just felt like I was in another world during that final. And I didn't know what was going on. And him coming back, I was like in tears. I didn't know what was going on. And then he find I didn't know who I was cheering for. Then I was cheering for Rafa and then he won. And it was just pandemonium i don't know what was happening but all i knew was i just witnessed probably one of the greatest things i've ever seen in sport ever yeah it's a special sports moment i'll never forget it either and um, we will be talking about this in more detail because we're going to have a podcast with gil gross to go through all of the events in 2022 so i'm going to save my thoughts for that episode let's move on to the next slam which is of course roland (laughs) garros and this is where we differ ben this is where yeah. we differ. I picked Rafael Nadal to win Roland Garros this year. And that's exactly what he did. Of course he did. You can Easy. always rely on him at Roland Garros. He beat that man there, Roran Novak Djokovic, in the quarterfinals. It was a ridiculously good match. Um, and, I mean, Djokovic is the second best clay court of all time. But he's not the best. And he got beaten by the best. I went with Rafa. That's exactly what happened. So I guess this one was bang on the money. Was indeed. I wouldn't expect anybody else to be in that picture other than Rafa himself. Next year, <laughs> are you picking Rafa? Have to wait and see. I know that you're not because you've confirmed already that no, Rafa listen, will not I know if you pick Rafa not win next any year, he's not going to win. No, he's only not ever won when we both pick him. That's no, but I think if you it. pick him for Roland Garros next year, he's not going to win it. Because that Maybe is such a certainty him. nailed on. If you pick him, it's not going to happen. Maybe I'll pick him just to do it then. Well, that's that's not very nice, is it? Well, maybe... That's decorum, Ben. Maybe I'll pick him and then he'll win it. And then you'll have to be the one answering to everybody when we come to predictions at the end I of the year. And you'll like, well. Then you're like, wow, wow, I'm happy now. Uh, actually, I wouldn't rather lose to anyone other than Rafa. So it doesn't matter that I picked Alcaraz because Rafa won and I'm happy. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses then if you pick well, him. Let's see who you pick anyway. Say, it's going to be the same one as this I'm one. I'm interested well, to see who you pick. I picked Medvedev and Rafa one, so I'm happy. So you know what Ben's good. like? He can be a bit boring. Now he's seen Rafa win this year. I guarantee you he's going to be picking him next year. And this one, I can guarantee you will be picking Novak Djokovic for Wimbledon. Well, let's see who you pick for Wimbledon. Felix. I'm not picking Djokovic. I'm picking Felix. I picked him this year and I was spot on. I got it completely right. So Next I'm... year, I'm not sure if he's winning Wimbledon. There's a really some good players coming through on the grass. Well, you think he's definitely not winning Wimbledon. That's not, I don't think he... You definitely think he's not. You definitely no, think I know, Rafa's I not know winning. You're picking, Come on. Listen, let's stick to so your boring, guns. Ben? Let's why stick to so your boring? guns. Stick to your guns. Come on. You've said it many times. None of the big three, obviously not Federer, big two are going to win a Grand Slam next year. So stick to it. He's definitely not winning it, you've said. Not maybe. Let's stick to it. So we're just confirming that. He won it this year. So we know that on JG's brackets or predictions for next year, they will definitely not be in there. If they are, feel free to attack him very heavily in the live chat for not sticking to his word. I can do I can do exactly whatever I want, Ben, and I'll be picking you. I, I well, think is going to yeah. be winning. We'll just know that you're a B and not a man of your word. That's all that we care about here on GTL. And, and what are you known as? Just someone who picks the obvious, the favourite each go, year. Just go with uh, what I think at the time. Just looks. He, I'll tell you what Ben does. He goes on Sky Bet before the episode and he goes, who's favourite for that one? Medford, Australia? Yep. Uh, Djokovic, Wimbledon, yep. Rafa, Roland Garros, yep, yep. Oh, let's anyway, so we've got this one both right. So let's give ourselves a clap because that is a really good prediction from both of us. 
Um, let's go to the next one. Who did you have for this, Ben? I had that man, Daniil Medvedev. And you had recency bias, just won the World Tour Finals, Sasha Zverev. Is that I don't think it's recently biased. I think um, I, I can stand by with my logic of last year. I really believe Zverev is ready to win a slam. I thought it was going to happen last year. He got injured. He she might have won one. Open, I don't know. Really? He was injured. This year, exactly. He could have easily won a slam last year. He's playing very well. But I think maybe in 20... If he stays injury-free, I reckon he can win a slam again. I'll say it, I'll say it twice if you want. Not Kyrgios? I think Kyrgios is someone... We need to not discount. He could win a Grand Slam next year. I'm not sure which one, but he could win one of them. He's going to want to win Wimbledon, I think. Not Roland Garros, but one of the three, one of the other three. I think he wants to win Wimbledon more than anything. I think that that's the one thing which, if he won Wimbledon, he would retire happy. He might even retire after the tournament. Who knows? But if he wins a Grand Slam, I think that that's him complete. I don't know if he if he'll need anything else. He'll just have that. In the locker, I don't know. We all know he can do it. It's just if he meets Djokovic, maybe not. That's all. But if someone else knocks out Djokovic, hell yeah. But <laughs> let's wait and see on that. Zverev and Medvedev, big players, won a champion, won a finalist at the US Open. And in the end, Carlos Alcaraz comes through, storms it. Didn't even have to yep. play uh, Medvedev. Medvedev taken out by Kyrgios. So. And Zverev not in it, obviously, due to injury. Djokovic not in it, due to. I'll be interested to see if you put that man there holding the US Open, Carlos Alcaraz, if you have him winning some stuff in 2023. Are you going to have Alcaraz, Kyrgios? Are you going to go for some new players, Zverev? Or are you going to go for. What, Sissipas? Are you going to go for someone like that? Are you going to go for a really bold one, Ben? Lorenzo Massetti, Roland Garros? Or are you going to go for. Steady on, mate. Are you going to go for this? Djokovic? Uh, Djokovic, Nadal, Nadal, Djokovic, Djokovic. Why am I putting Nadal in there? You're putting Roland Garros, aren't you? I don't know. It depends if his foot's okay, I guess. It depends <laughs> who wins Rome, actually. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Whoever wins Rome, picks. <laughs> no, I can't decide that at the beginning of the year, can I? Yeah, but you love a good Rome winner. Whoever wins, I do Rome, like a good going, Rome winner. You're going to be going then winning Roland Garros for sure. It just depends what the what the clay's like around that time of year. Uh, just how it's uh, how the moisture in the air is. I mean, if it's a a wet uh, time around Roland Garros, that may benefit Rafa. Uh, I don't know. I don't know right. what I'm talking about. Enough of your nonsense. Let's move on to the Women's Grand Slam prediction. No, so this, is, this is one of my favourite <laughs> times of year. <laughs> Looking back at last year's Women's Grand Slam prediction, before we get into it, please, everyone who is watching right now, hit that like button on the video. Subscribe to Game to Love if you're new. We will be doing quite a few new things on the podcast very soon. We've got a few Q&As. We're going to be doing a podcast with Gil Gross going through the whole year. Maybe another interview as well. We did one with Pavi G the other day. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And we've got the award ceremony and go listen to Ben's Christmas song. So that's just some of the things. There's going to be a few more, which I'll be able to update you next week. And of course, 2023 predictions next week as well. So let's get into them. First up, Australia. Here we go. <laughs> so the recency bias brothers are back again. And they've both gone for... Ridiculous. But let's just do what... I've just got to do a disclaimer the same way that before a ball was hit in Australia, uh, I did put Barty to win the whole thing. You could go back and wind it back, and I definitely picked her. So that's fine. I mean, that one, I thought Barty may win it this year just because, I don't know, it it just felt like her time in Australia. That was it. I know she's not been good there in previous years. I just thought something about this year. Obviously, she won Wimbledon. I just thought something that's got to give now in Australia and it did but I picked Mugulusa stupid idiot Mugulusa's good in the Australian Open she lost that final yeah. to Kenin a few years ago and she looked great and <laughs> Mugulusa can win the Australian listen she's a good player I don't know it just didn't happen it's very good year. it's a bad one I can't defend it it's a terrible pick apologies everyone but my, I can understand what I was doing it, it even makes sense now what I was thinking but it just never come and you're right to laugh in the chat because this is an embarrassing one. Yeah, and I can't even dig Ben out because, I mean, we both did the same thing. The same. 
where we these bold predictions that I know that you're always wanting me to make. But those are at number one was I went big, I went bold, and I've really failed. So unfortunately, now you're going to see me fail again. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. There it is. Badoza to win Roland Garros. That was why I had her at number one. I had to go big on a tournament. And sadly, I didn't pick Ego and JG, smug as you like. Happy Ego, that he picked Ego. Come on, Ego. What a pick that is. The Roland Garros queen. It's hard to go against her at Roland Garros. I don't know what yeah. you're thinking, Ben. I don't know. Ego's simply too good. And you went Tried... Badoza. I went Ego. Bang on Badoza the money. Let me down. She let me down massively this year. In fact, by the end of the year, I was sending her out in the first round of a lot of my draw previews just because I'd had enough of uh, the way that she was performing. Ooh, she was too talking busy. Talking of draw previews, aren't you really excited to do one? <laughs> I do love a draw preview late at night. I, I mean, we've, I'm missing them so much. They are fun. Hopefully you can all join us next year for the draw previews. We'll continue to do them because they are a good laugh. Just to see, it gives you a good um, taster for the event before we get to see the do the live watch alongs. We do the draw preview. Gets us... Just I don't know. It gets you um, ready fun. for who could be playing who and some of the potential draws and routes. And it's exciting. I, I like January as well because that. yeah, the reason I like January as well uh, is because everything resets and I actually get a chance to try and take a lead for the first time. I don't know if I've ever won. I think you always tend to destroy me throughout not, the year. I've not calculated the ones towards the end of the year yet, so. And I, fingers crossed I've done a bit better towards the end of the year because I know I always have a good clay court swing somehow. I don't know why that is. I'm not normally good at predicting clay court stuff, but turns out that's my forte. Uh, not definitely not the women's by the looks of it. No. <laughs> but how is it to win Roland Garros? I think it gets worse anyway for me here. Oh. Yes, it does. Well, so this neither. is a difficult one. Uh, Wimbledon, of course, the Bikina one. Yeah, I didn't. I don't, I'm not surprised neither of us had the Bikina. Oh, sorry. Didn't I'm not surprised that. neither of us had her. That was a real shock. I didn't see it happening. But at the moment they announced all Belarusian and Russian players to be banned, I knew there'd be a player who was born in Russia win Wimbledon. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I mean, it was written in the stars. I know she's Kazakhstani, yeah. but she was born in Russia. She was always going to... Yeah. It was going to happen, wasn't it? And I'm glad it did because they should never have banned the Russians and Belarusians. I said it at the time. I think that was the wrong decision to make. Yep. And yeah, I'm glad that it's sort of for a spanner in the world. Claudia Bikina winning it. And of course, she does deserve it. She played some really good tennis through the week. She's a really good server, one of the best servers on tour. Kontavit just didn't live up to it. She was pretty poor. Although she went... Did she go through a few rounds? I don't think so. I think she went out in about the second third round. Or fourth, ben. No, you said that like a couple of months ago. I think she went second round or something. I think Contavit did better than what we're making out. Here. I don't think so. I think you're trying to like cling on to something here. Let me second round. There you go. I know Neymar. She got bageled by Neymar. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> so it wasn't too good. She knocked out in the first round. Bernarda Pera. Went out to Nimai second round, but Nimai had a good tournament. Uh, a name yeah. that jumped onto the scene, really. Nimai, maybe she'll do something in 2023. And I had Barty. I mean, I think she would have <laughs> she won retired it. at this rate. She, she retired for months, but this time <laughs> she, was, she was already playing golf somewhere on a, on a golf course. Ben picked a retired player for Wimbledon, but you'd, so. you'd have never known. And I think that's just a boring prediction because she won it the year before. You went for the same winner. I think, I think that's a boring Ben one. Boring Ben Barty. Easily... <laughs> boring Barty, boring Ben. Um, Ribikina, I mean, she's actually, I think, done really well. I didn't like the fact that when she won it, the press conferences about all of the Russian stuff. Like, give her a due. She won her first ever Grand Slam, and all the questions were just the wrong questions being posed to her. Let her have a moment. Let her enjoy the fact that she's won a grand slam and this is like it's the same way it marred medvedev's like first becoming world number one it's marring ribikina's first ever grand slam and she's obviously kazakhstan as well so she's it's i just thought that was a little bit of a bitter taste after wimbledon this year didn't like the fact russian players weren't there didn't like the scrutiny over ribikina as well and uh obviously barty uh 
retired. So I'll tell you what, though, it's wide open next year. Yeah, massive. Eager's not great at Wimbledon. I mean, it is really Rib- wide open. Might be Ribikina's slam. Who knows? No, it could be anyone. It really could be. Um, Big server. You could. I think I've got an idea who I'm going to be going for, but I'm not going to let you know yet. So, <laughs> next up, US uh, Open. Uh, <laughs> Hello, here we go again. my old friend. <laughs> this is just a sad moment. I mean, I'm not sure what to say. Badoza, um, she was in my head as well, quite clearly. She looked really good at Indian Wells last year. I thought she would re- repeat something special in the US again. I didn't anticipate Radu Kanu to defend it. Neither did you. Nah. But I thought we'd see a new winner of the US Open this year. US Open historically does pull out a su- surprise. We did. Um, and like a new complete winner. new Grand Slam winner. Oh, so I think okay. it might have been Coco Goff or a Badoza or something like that. But listen, got it wrong. Bad one. Badoza just never lived up to it. And I don't know what hmm. I'm going to do next year with her. But well, I don't lived- think I'm going to be having her win in a slam. Put it that way. Well, you say she didn't live up to it. She did live up to her name. Bad. Uh, it's in yeah. the f- first three letters of her name. <laughs> That's what she was in 2023. I feel like there was more stuff written about her off the court than there was on the court, to be honest. Uh, this is crazy, though. I must admit, you did. Ha- you had Badoza winning two slams in a year. I went big. You said... Yeah, but I think that's a bit bold. insane. That nev- that doesn't happen for like a... Have a breakup player, don't no, but well, Eager's different. You're not going to have a breakup player. Well, we didn't player know she was different until this year, though. No, in her breakout year, Eager didn't win two slams yeah, in a year. True. She just won the one. You don't have a breakout year. It's like Alcraz winning two grand slams in a year in his first year. You're it doesn't it's happen. Impossible. It's not impossible. I think, I think it virtually is impossible. It doesn't happen. Maybe it's virtually, but if you asked me to go bold, you yeah, said, but I don't come think, on. I think that's an error of enough, picking two you're... players to win a grand slam who's never won one before. You're, you said you're not bold enough when you pick, In fact, ben. I'm not sure come what on. the stats are. Does anyone know, for someone winning their first grand slam, what's the chance of them winning two in the same year? Surely it's... I can't, I can't think of it ever happening. Uh... Well, yeah, you probably have to go back into the history book. Maybe Rafa Nadal or something ridiculous in the early... St- I'm not sure, <laughs> but you're talking of something. It doesn't happen. Badoza was not going to do Tough. that. So, yeah, poor I remember pick seeing, there, Ben. I remember seeing some... There was someone shared some graphic with me on Badoza, and it was like some... It was a really poor one as well. I'll have to dig it out on like a future podcast unless someone shares it for me. And it listed all the matches that Badoza, I think, had retired in. And it's... Sh- it didn't was didn't make for very good reading. Let's put it that way. There was a lot of there was a lot of retirements. This is this is not just over like one year. This is over the course of her career of when she was down in matches and stuff like that. And it related to when she retired in matches. And had I seen that prior to going into that year, maybe I would have to win two made... grand slams. It doesn't happen in a year after without winning one ever. Boban says Monica sells maybe. Maybe, but it was, you're, you're talking of a real top, top player. And I don't think for those is that. I think maybe it was a case of a JG getting in my head, asking me to go bold. I went too bold, too big, and ultimately paid the price for it. I tried to be the the genius, ended up being the dunce in the corner with the hat on his head. So I'll take it. No worries. Let's go on. So that's it. And here it says, let's hope 2022 predictions are yeah, better. I didn't, this should I say to 2023. That. <laughs> so that is not good enough, Ben. But we'll Sorry, let you I didn't off. do the last slide. So, so yeah, let's hope that. 2023 predictions are better. Um, but all in all, not terrible. So we drew the men's top 10. I won the women's and then I won both of the Grand Slams. So I think it's uh, fair to say the prediction king strikes again. JG beats Ben. Yet again, I know we had an AI uh, tweet come out the other day saying how so you're better it. than me at predictions. Yeah, maybe you can share it. I'm not sure what's going on with that AI. Clearly, it's not been watching this episode. I'll try and find it. It was quite a funny one. Yeah, I know that uh, it was posted on our Twitter. I know that uh, Roland's been giving us a hand with uh, some interesting new content. So let me just but have Sellers a didn't do it or sells. Oh, really? Sellers. One. one. In 1993 and 1991. Cheers. I'd be interesting to know if anybody has done that. It's a really interesting. So Kerber is someone who has apparently Jean saying she won two slams in 2016. And was that her first slam she won? I think it was. So yes, yeah. I think happen. you're right. Actually, yeah, does yeah. happen. So here we go. I've got. I found the thing anyway. So this is. 
I don't know if you can see this. I've maybe got to zoom it a bit. So it says in it says here, who gets more predictions right, Ben or JG? Just it's explain hard. who is this answering this question. This is AI. This is artificial intelligence answering questions that were posed to it, and it was asked a few questions, and uh, by uh, well by the end of the the whole question, the one before said, "Do you know Ben and JG?" and it says, "Yes, they're hosts of the Games <laughs> Love Tennis podcast." Wait, how do they know that? Just AI. It probably scans the internet for oh, Ben and JG. So they know matches. that we do ten- podcasts. Yeah. But this, I didn't, see, the I didn't one even ab- read that question. I just saw the last one and got angry. The, and I sh- the one above doesn't off. make any sense, though. It says, do you know the Games Love Tennis podcast? And it says it's a weekly co- podcast hosted by coaches Joe Be- Dr. Joe Beam and Dr. Michelle Callahan. So I don't <laughs> think that's the right, uh, the right one. Uh, it's apparently, our podcast focus- focuses on helping players improve their game and offers <laughs> advice on technique and strategy. I don't think that's it. That's not our podcast. But it does recognize who Ben and JG are. And it says, who gets more predictions right, Ben or JG? And it said, it's hard to say who gets more predictions right, as both Ben and JG have a wealth of knowledge and experience when it comes to tennis. However, Ben is known for his ability to read the game and make accurate predictions. So he may have the edge in this regard. Uh, You might want to write in again. (laughs) See what comes up. Well, maybe the AI knows something we don't, but let's wrap it up there. Thank the you AI. for joining. Yeah, was it you? <laughs> you have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Iconic also says Venus Williams did it as well. Wimbledon and US Open in 2000. So fair play. Uh, but let's wrap it up there. Thank you everyone for joining us on us reacting to our 2022 predictions. Hopefully you had a laugh at our expense and I hope next year's can be even better. All in all, though, I think mine were not the worst. There was a few bad ones in there. But the main thing is I beat Ben yet again. So, um, yeah, what do you you have to say, Ben? I just hope the next year I can just conjure something up that just does a bit better. Hopefully I can have a clean sweep and just have just JG in silence, just sitting there licking his wounds one time. Uh, unfortunately, this year, I'll have to take my hat off. Uh, well, I've taken it off this year already. Last year, I had it on. This year, I've taken it off to JG. He wins this year's prediction. Well, last year's predictions. Next year, I'm coming for you. I'm going to go bold again. And I'm going to get much better than 400 places away on the women's. No worries. Well, let's wrap it up there. Thanks, everyone, for watching. If you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you very soon. See ya. Podcast Network.